Father, thank you so much for your word and for the opportunity to dig in a little bit tonight. God, I pray as we, as we talk about prayer, as we talk about what it looks like to come to you and to talk to you and to lay ourselves before you and to pour out our hearts before you, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would help us learn to pray. God, teach us to pray by your Spirit's power. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so... Yeah, so we've been spending some time talking about spiritual disciplines. And so for those of you who don't know what spiritual disciplines are, um, basically it's just a fancy way to say in two words, these are activities that God has not just commanded us to do, but activities that God helps us do. Um, These are things that you and I can do to grow in our relationship with Jesus. So um, Scripture talks a lot about how... um, we as Christ followers have the opportunity to grow in our faith. And the Bible teaches two things. One, that God actually by his power, by the power of his spirit residing in us, once we, once we believe in Jesus, once we confess Christ as Lord, once we see and believe that Jesus died um, and took the weight of our sin and shame on the cross and was resurrected to show that the payment of his blood was enough to pay the debt that we owed God in our sin, and that we are now forgiven by Jesus' power, by God's, by the gospel, by this story, um, we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives us power to grow in our faith. So we were once separated from God. The Bible actually teaches that we were not just separated, but in our separation we were hostile to God. We were God's enemies. Ephesians 2 talks about this, that we were once enemies, but now by Jesus' power, by the power of the good news, by the power of this story, we've been made right with God. We've been unified and connected back to God. We are now called sons and daughters of God because of the work of Jesus. And so now the power of God is at work in us, growing us in our unity and our togetherness with, with Christ. We become more unified with Christ. We begin to think more like Christ, act more like Christ. And this is a lifelong process that the Bible calls um, sanctification. That's, that's the fancy like three-letter, I feel really smart saying that word. Um, and so we, we become more like Jesus. And uh, another way of saying that is we become more godly. And so spiritual disciplines are things that God has given us to help us, ways that we can participate in that process. So God has, has said and promised, Christian, you will grow. Christian, you will become more like Christ. If you are genuinely saved, if you genuinely have the power of God at work in you, you will become more like Jesus. That, that process will happen. It's guaranteed. But God also gives us this freedom, this opportunity to participate in that process, right? It's not just something that happens to us. We're not just like Pinocchio on the edge of a string and God making us grow in that way. No, no, no. We get the opportunity to participate in that, to contribute to that growth. And we do that through the spiritual discipline. So the last two weeks that we've been together, we've been talking about Bible. We've been, we've been talking about how uh, one of the spiritual disciplines is intaking the word, and so we talked about reading the word and studying the word and, and meditating on the word. And we talked about applying the word and what does this all look like and how do we approach this book called the Bible? Where do we start? We talked about having a plan and making the time. And we, we talked about all these things over the past two weeks. But tonight, we're going to talk about prayer. And um, the reason why I'm, I'm really excited about this is uh, in my own personal journey, um, this discipline has probably been on my heart the most. I've been a Christian for six years. For those of you who don't know, I got saved um, in drug and alcohol treatment when I was 18 years old. Um, and prayer, in the, in the past six years, prayer has been uh, the biggest discipline that I've had the opportunity to grow in this past year. Um, I didn't pray well 
the past five years, and, and God has just been kind of working in me, this desire to pray, but not, not just the desire to pray, but a desire to kind of help others pray. And so I was really excited when I saw that we were doing this. And so um, what I would love to do is I don't want to spend a ton of time just giving you information. I, I would much rather spend our time tonight practicing prayer. Um, I think that would be, that'd be an awesome opportunity for us to do together. So what I would love is if um, this table, if you guys could take Matthew 6, 5 through 15, um, this table, you guys take Luke 8, 18, 1 through 8, and then this table, take the last two verses. Just spend like two minutes uh, reading those verses and just kind of say, some of them are longer, so you might not get to read all of it or you might only read a portion of it, but just read through it once and kind of maybe talk among your group, like what do you see there? What is the Bible teaching in this passage? They're all going to say different things about prayer. Prayer is complex, but what are these passages communicating about prayer? So you guys got Matthew, Luke, and then you guys have Ephesians 6 and Philippians 4. So take a look at them. All right, so what are you guys seeing in those texts? What kind of different things are you seeing there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, prayer is not a show. I like that. That's good. What else you guys got? Come on, teach me. Teach me how to pray. What would you guys see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gabe? Yeah. So so I'm not just supposed to be alert of my own needs, but I'm supposed to be alert of the needs of others and, and taking those needs to God, right? Um, I love that. That's good. So there's a way that we can we can serve other people in prayer. What else? There's loads in everything you guys said. That we're, we're not going to be able to get all into it. I just wanted to, you to see just a piece of prayer. Yeah. Did you guys get the, was it the one where it's, it's like pray and never give up? Was it that one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that passage because it talks about, the, it says the judge is unrighteous, right? And so Jesus is teaching about prayer and he's, he's talking about this lady who's going to this judge and the judge is unrighteous, right? The judge is not following God. The judge is not a, a believer. The judge is not... And yet the judge gets so annoyed with the widow's persistent asking that he still responds to her request. And so Jesus is like saying, well, if an unrighteous judge will respond to the persistent request of a person, how much will your heavenly father who loves you, right, respond? That's so good. I love that passage. So prayer is complex. Here's the deal. We, we, we're not going to get the opportunity to teach you every single little detail about prayer. It's just not going to happen. But what I, what, I, what I more want you to do is I want you to see two things. The Word of God has a lot of different things to say about prayer, but then also God's Word calls us and challenges us to learn how to pray. One of the things that I love about the Gospel of Luke, so spoiler alert, my favorite of the four Gospels is Luke. I love the Gospel of Luke. It's my fave. My fave. Um, and so in the Gospel of Luke, in Luke chapter 11, uh, Jesus and the disciples are together, and Jesus is praying out loud, and actually says right after Jesus finishes praying, the disciples are like, Jesus, teach us to pray like that. Like, I want to know how to pray like that. And so imagine, just like put yourself in that position where you're, you're listening to the Son of God, God in, in, in human form, pray to the Father. 
and, and, and the disciples, the ones who we typically lift up in Scripture as the ones who might have it figured out, um, they could also be looked at as the biggest group of like idiots in Scripture because they don't have it figured out, even though the Son of God is right in front of them. Um, even the disciples could ask Jesus to teach them how to pray. And so that encourages me because I don't have to have it all figured out, right? We don't have to have it all figured out. Um, in fact, maturity in the faith is not thinking or, or acting or making it look like you have it all figured out. That's why Paul says, uh, my power is perfected in my weaknesses. It's in my weaknesses that God's strength is shown most clearly. And so um, we will grow in prayer, not when we think we have it figured out, but when we admit that we don't. And so it's, it's not that we have it figured out, it's that we need to learn to pray. We need to ask God to teach us how to pray. And, and I think scripture shows us four ways um, that we learn. We learn one, one by doing it, right? We learn to pray by praying. But not only that, we learn to pray by meditating on Scripture, by thinking deeply about the things that God communicates to us in the Bible. That's what meditation is. Thinking deeply, turning over in your head the truth that the Bible kind of teaches, that the Bible reveals, really thinking about it in deep ways, um, and turning it over in your head, maybe journaling about it. That's kind of how I meditate because I'm squirrely, and so I need to be doing something to focus on, on what, I, what I need to focus on. So meditating on Scripture teaches us to pray. But then also we learn to pray by praying with others. I, uh, Eric Johnson is a fun person to learn, um, to learn how to pray with. Uh, I love listening to Eric pray. Uh, a lot of the reason why I love listening to Eric pray is because he prays Scripture. And so when I hear Eric pray and I hear him pray Scripture, I'm learning, okay, it's good for me to pray Scripture to God. And so there's, there's an aspect of that friendship where I'm learning how to pray even just as I listen to him do that. Um, but then also reading about prayer. There are many, many things that many men and women of God have written about prayer, and they have a lot of wisdom when it comes to this. And so we need to be eager, and I would encourage you to be eager to learn how to pray by reading those things. But tonight what I want to do, I just want to do a little activity. I want to spend time doing something. And uh, for those of you who are at FCA a couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to talk about this a little bit, um, and we spent about three minutes doing this. And so tonight I want to spend three, uh, ten minutes doing this. But um, something that has really stirred up my heart to pray more and to pray better has been praying through the Psalms. And so in order to kind of give me focus in this, right, because there's 150 Psalms in the Bible, well, how do I know which one to pick? Well, what's today's date? Does anybody know? 20, the 28th. It is the 28th. So guess what Psalm I'm going to start with? Psalm 28. And then there's 150 Psalms in the Bible. So if you take 150 divided by 30, which is however many days are typically in a month, what's 150 divided by 30? 150 divided by 30. Five. Good work, Spanky. Come on. Um, so 150 divided by 30 is five. So here's the deal. Every single day, so those are the Psalms for today. If you look at number one on the keynote, those are the Psalms for today. Basically what I do is I start with Whatever day of the month it is, so it's, it's the 28th, I start with Psalm 28. And um, to be honest, like I started looking at Psalm 28 today, and I was like, I don't really want to pray through this psalm. So I went to Psalm 58. And I kind of looked through Psalm 58, and I was like, I'm not really in a dark mood today, so I'm not going to pray Psalm 58. So I, I moved on. I went to another one. You can do that. It's not cheating. Um, and so I actually prayed through Psalm 88 today. That's, that's the one that I chose to pray through. I didn't get through the whole thing. I think I got through like six or seven verses. I kind of got a little bit distracted. I did one or two more verses, and then I... I was done. I, I kind of hit my time limit for the day as it related to praying through the Psalms in the ways that I do it. So here's the deal with, with the Psalms. I pick one. 
Uh, the way that I pick one, there's an app. So if you don't want to do the math, that's fine. There's an app called Five Psalms. It's written under the title of the slide. It says it's called the Five Psalms app. So if you have a smartphone, if this is something you want to do, um, I will put I will leave this slide up while you're praying and a little bit while you're done. If you want to write that down, you can. This is why you're going to need a paper Bible so you can look at a psalm. But what I want to do is is um, I'm going to look at Psalm 28. Uh, right now. So if you have your Bible, get to Psalm 28. And I just kind of want to walk you through, just give you a little picture of what this process looks like for me uh, before we spend about 10 minutes doing this. I know, I know what time it is. Um, so, Psalm 28, verse 1. To you, O Lord, I call. Okay, stop. When you hear that, what sort of things come to your mind as it relates to things that you could pray about? To you, O Lord, I call. My goal tonight is to show you how simple this is. So don't overthink it. Anything? What do you mean? So, to you, O Lord, I call. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six words. What do those six words tell you about? What do they bring to your mind as it relates to praying? So what sort of thoughts come to your mind when you look at that? Okay. Spanky? For forgiveness, okay. Yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. I'm not, I'm not asking you to tell me what it says. I'm asking you what thoughts come to your mind as it relates to prayer when you look at that. You talked about forgiveness. Your mind is now on the forgiveness track. So you can pause after you read that and start maybe even, thank you God that, 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 that you actually forgive my sin. I am dirty, and yet you wash me clean. Man, how do you wash me clean? God, you send Jesus. You see what I'm saying? And it kind of sends you down this pathway where you're praying that way. You talked about needs, right? Sir, Mr. Hantak, you talked about needs. You call out. You need, so, so maybe thank you, God, that you hear my prayer, but not only that, you meet my needs, right? It could be this, this thank. It could be, God, I need you to hear me. I'm, I'm in a rough spot. I don't feel like you've been listening to me, Lord. And so I need your help. I need you desperately. Right? And it's kind of the same thing as you. God, thank you that we have this line of communication. I'm no longer separated from you, right? In Christ. And so it directs your focus to these things. Let's keep going. My rock, be not deaf to me. I love that. This guy's like, God, I need you to listen. <laughs> like, that's a very real, authentic prayer. I, God, I need you to listen. What about you? What comes to your mind when you think about that? Yeah, he sees it all already, right? Like I can lay myself before him. I can genuinely seek him. This is, I love this. My rock, be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Have you guys ever thought what it would be like if God didn't hear your prayers? That's what he's reflecting on there. And so it gives you this opportunity as you're praying to like think about that. Lord, what would my life be like if you did not hear my prayers? Oh, God, I need you desperately. If you didn't hear my prayers, I would be like those who are going down to the pit and everything that that entails. God, thank you that, that you've called me out of the pit. You've called me out of darkness into light. Maybe, maybe, maybe you've been spending some time in consistent sin. God, forgive me. I've been living a life that doesn't seek you. 
I've been living a life where I'm, I'm, I'm pushing myself into the pit, pushing myself into darkness, pushing myself into despair. God, I need you to pull me out of that. As you read the scripture, begin to pray as thoughts come to mind. As, as, as God's word is exposing things in your mind, as God's word is exposing things in your thoughts, pray those things. And check this out. You know what I love about this? Guess what? When you run out of ideas, what can you do? What? You keep reading. You go to the next verse, right? And then, and then well, well, hold on. Uh, maybe, maybe I got through a, a whole psalm, and I scheduled about 30 minutes to pray this morning. I got through a whole psalm in 10 minutes. Am I done praying? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to show you guys how to do that again. Check this out. Oh, I messed up, man. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I know. So, 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 the the thing is, 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 is here's here's the deal. We we overcomplicate prayer. We make prayer far more complex than it needs to be. And so, and so, if you can't think of any more, keep going. Here's the deal. Some psalms are really difficult to pray through. Because some psalms are asking God to pour out his wrath on your enemies. And that's just weird sometimes to pray that. And so if you're not feeling like asking God to pour out his wrath on your enemies, maybe you want him to forgive your enemies. Maybe you want your enemies to experience the the grace of the gospel. Again, these are very real prayers, real reflections of the human heart. Sometimes I just want to punch somebody in the face. And so I want to ask God to do it for me. Um, I'm not saying that's right. But that's a genuine reflection of the human heart here. These guys are real. They're not... These, these prayers are real. These are, these are genuine pictures of the thoughts of people as they look to God. They don't try to clean themselves up in prayer. They just pray what's on their mind. And so the last thing I just want to encourage you to do, this is something I do. Um, I pray in something called concentric circles. So what concentric circles are is there's a small circle and then a bigger circle and then a bigger circle and then a bigger circle. That's what concentric circles are. But basically, um, the person in my life that I know of that has the most sin that I am aware of is me. The person you are most aware of, the person that you know needs God the most is you. And so I start with me. I start praying about me. Prayer is the only time where we need to be starting with ourselves. We start with ourselves. We, we get our own hearts right with God, but then we kind of work our way out, right? So uh, you think concentric circles. So I kind of start with me, but then, you know, like I might read something uh, and, and think of Sarah. So start praying that thing for Sarah or Leon, right? Because that's kind of the next circle out is my immediate family, my household. And then kind of next circle out is like my, my friends and extended family, right? So I start praying for them, um, praying for the church, praying for the people of the church, praying for the leadership of, of Crosspoint, the elders, praying for you guys by name, um, praying for the hype leaders, praying for uh, friends that we partner with who are missionaries, praying for people like that. So I just kind of pray in concentric circles, and that's how I I stay focused. So I might, I might pray through three or four verses and get tired of praying about myself. So I'm going to pray about somebody else. I'm going to pray about this friend. I'm going to pray about this lost person in my life. I'm going to pray about this teacher. I'm going to pray about um, this person at my lunch table. And you just kind of work your way out in concentric circles to people in your life. And that's kind of how you can stay focused. So what I want to do is this. I, I would love, there's five psalms right there. Pick one. If you don't like it, go to the next one. If you don't like it, go to the next one. If you don't like any of those, pray Psalm 119. That's what I do every 31st day of the month, right? Because there's only 30. It would only take me to 150. So on the 30th day of the month, 31st day of the month, I pray Psalm 119. That's the longest one in the Bible. And so what I would love for you to do is I would love for you to take um, 
We'll take seven minutes. We're, it's 8.30. I really, 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 really think this would be valuable for you guys. But I would love for you to take seven minutes. Go spread out throughout the room. I'll play some music softly. Pick a psalm and just pray as the Lord leads you. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. Father, thank you that those truths are so true. God, that we have triumph over our enemies. We have victory over evil. God, that you are on our side. And because you are on our side, we do not have to fear. There is absolutely nothing mankind can do to me because you have given me your love. And so I thank you, God. I thank you for this time. I thank you that out of our distress, out of our struggle, out of our pain, we can call out to you and you promise to listen because you're good and your steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Now what I would like you to do is I would like you to just pair up real quick and I want you to just, in two sentences, three sentences, I would love for you to tell a friend maybe uh, what, what, is, what was different about this time praying maybe than any other time that you've spent praying in the past week or two. So pair up with somebody and just say, hey, this, this time was different for me because blank. Just whatever that looks like. Um, and then when you're done doing that, um, spend just, you know, five or ten seconds praying for that person, whatever that looks like, just, you know, thank God for them, or um, ask God to help them learn to pray more, or whatever, and then we'll be done for the night. So do that, and then we are done.